Today on Grub Stakers, we're talking about Elizabeth Holmes and how she artificially lowered her voice to trick a bunch of horny billionaires into giving her billions of dollars. So, settle yourself in, because it's time for Grub Stakers. Is it true, sir, that um, you have what's been described as an egg-shaped penis? I have, I've always had a thing for black people. I like black people. Berlusconi flatly denies that any mafia money helped him to get a start in real estate. Be paranoid. First they think you're crazy, then they fight you, and then all of a sudden you change the world. Hungover. Let's do this. All right. Hell yeah. That's how we do this. Fun Sunday morning. Four, three, two. Hello, and welcome to Guys We Fucked, the podcast about billionaire. I should do that. Sorry, I should do that again. Okay. Hello, and welcome to Grub Stakers, the podcast about Guys We Fucked. I'm Andy Palmer, and with me as always are Yogi Paliwell. That's me. And Stephen Jeffries. Yep. And uh, Sean McCarthy isn't here. Um, he is in Mexico right now. I think uh, we sent him over there to get uh, more guests from Chapo Trap House. <laughs> so he is in Mexico asking around uh, for where he can find Chapo's Trap House. And uh, we look forward to him coming back in one to five pieces. Uh, and joining us is uh, Alex Patak. Greetings. That is how his voice has always sounded, and any uh, reference to a voice higher pitched than that will be nullified from the internet. Yeah, yeah. We'll sue you. It's great to be here with my <laughs> co-hosts. First they think you're crazy, then they fight you, and then all of a sudden you change the world. So uh, today, as you might have guessed, we're doing, uh, from the name of the episode, we're doing Elizabeth Holmes. That's right. The, e. Holmes. Uh, the, at the time... I'm youngest crashing. self self made. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, Yogi. I told you to get the Pete Holmes saying crashing oh, drop. Fuck, I forgot to get all the Pete Holmes yeah. drops. Yeah. com. Bazinga. <laughs> uh, uh, that's that's Pete Holmes laughing, but his voice is lower. <laughs> do or do not. There is no try. <laughs> you can pitch. You can pitch shift it. How oh, can I? Yeah, there's that little uh, joystick. Do Use your foot not, pedals. There is no try. Left and right is pitch chip. Do or do not. There is. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> First they think you're crazy, then they fight you, and then all of a sudden you change the world. Someone on uh, Twitter said that our drops made him want to blow his brains out, and to that we say. Kiss my <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you and your drop criticisms. Would this you- is a free fucking show. We're doing the best we can. <laughs> We do not hear from the weak here on Grubs Takers. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you might you might have heard of Elizabeth Holmes uh, right now. Uh, HBO is doing a thing where they are releasing a series of documentaries about 35-year-olds. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. There's uh, Adnan Saeed. Uh, there's the kids that Michael Jackson raped. And, uh, oh, there's... they're 35 too? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Check out that documentary. It's Guys We Fucked. <laughs> 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 Yeah, we got. I'm glad we kept that big bane drop because it uh, sweetens up. Bazinga. <laughs> um, yeah, and then there's the Elizabeth Holmes documentary, The Inventor, and so we thought we would uh, jump in on this uh, young shining star of a billionaire and uh, profile her. So 
without further ado, I'm going to do the biography. Sean usually does this. Can I do a fun anecdote? Yeah, give us a fun anecdote. Uh, so you you told me we were doing an Elizabeth Holmes episode. I, oh, fuck. I dropped voice kayfabe. Um, oh. <laughs> you told me we were doing a fun Elizabeth Holmes episode. We'll and I was fix like, it in post. Yeah, we'll, I'll pitch drop you in post. We'll go run ahead. it through that little joystick. I, ne- I never heard of it. I never heard of it. And so I go to do a show on Thursday. And uh, it's there's like 10 people there. And the host is very excited uh, to do her Theranos trivia. Because oh, she's seen the <laughs> Wonderful. movie. And she knows we're all excited for Theranos trivia. And she goes who all here has seen theranos movie and no one had and she went but i wrote nine questions <laughs> <laughs> and then she insisted on doing them anyway oh <laughs> no every oh what the fuck and if you got the question right you get a cadbury egg and so it's probably like a uh put all together probably around 25 full minutes of theranos questions that no one Nobody is having cared for. at all and then halfway through she throws somebody a cadbury egg for like uh, happening Almost, to get a yeah, question right, right right and uh the person catches it and go i don't like cadbury eggs <laughs> I would have. I that pisses me off because I would have fucking crushed. Yeah. At Theranos trivia. Now that I've researched this app, I've got notes. I just love I that she asked, "Hey, does anyone know anything about this documentary?" And the room went no, and she <laughs> went, "Well, my research questions aren't going to be in vain." She was too excited <laughs> about Ugh. the trivia. And yeah, she's really nice. She's a good host in comic, but it's just like. Watching her fail the trivia was funnier than any comedy well, that yeah. happened oh, yeah. by far. Oh, yeah. I mean, to be honest, Alex, like when we used to host a show, that sounds like exactly something I would do. I was thinking of that the yeah. whole time. <laughs> it's like, I don't give a shit if no one gets this reference. I'm going to commit beginning to end. 15 That's questions of it. <laughs> I've written 15 questions about the Duchess of Canterbury, and we'll be doing those throughout the show. And we'll be giving out Theranos eggs if you get them right. Uh, yeah, so, so that gets you hyped. Theranos, uh, the biggest uh, profile corporate uh, failure probably since Enron, I'd say. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and it's all led by this lady, Elizabeth Holmes, who patterned her entire life around Steve Jobs and managed to uh, make $4 billion from doing that. And so... Uh, who would have thought dressing like a white person would get you so much money. Me. <laughs> yeah, she's actually black. That's uh <laughs> I'm sure this is going to come up in your notes too, but uh she she's a present force in the whole movie because the movie's like about her and uh that means you spend probably 80 minutes just looking at this person who has this uncanny doll full of water type look to her oh, yeah. where oh, her yeah. head is bobbing and mm-hmm. her eyes don't blink <laughs> yeah it, it, when i first started the documentary like i it, it froze because uh my internet's kind of wonky sometimes and it just froze on her big eyes and i was like oh that's a weird place for it to pause and then as it got going i was like oh no half the documentary is just yeah. stills of her giant that, eyes that's how committed she was to the project yeah they, every time you blink you're basically asleep yeah so yeah. she she said she would you know you lose VC for every time you blink. Yeah, I mean, exactly. You could be focused on defrauding more investors. Yeah. Thomas Edison never closed his eyes. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so, uh, I mean, without even getting into the story of it, in the first two minutes of the documentary, you could tell something is off with this person just from the way she uh, chooses to dress and acts, and also that she's clearly putting on a fake voice <laughs> her entire life. Yeah, yeah. Because not only is it just low, but it sounds like a like person with a lighter voice doing a lower voice. Yeah. In, in fairness, though, I mean, I have heard women say that they basically have to. They feel like they need to do that sometimes. Right, right. I was talking. Oh yeah, but yeah. She probably to put it read, on like, to such a degree. Well, that were, it's like part of your whole persona as someone to be, in, you know, the investor might want to 
well, put a couple like, million dollars towards. Yeah, it's another thing. There's studies that say like you know women with deeper voices are taken more seriously. So she like read that and she was like all in, all and, in. All, yeah, yeah, in our in our fucked up society, it kind of is true actually. I mean, she got as nine a, billion dollars of money for fake fake stuff yeah as much as i want to blame her for being so uh clearly fake i do think that the fact that she conned some of the richest people on the planet uh nine billion dollars kind of only proves the point that her doing that voice got her he never gets fully hard <laughs> i don't know where the drops are guys. I'm, I'm, the premise well, of like... the business isn't even actually the blood box it's more uh it's more that she thought if she lowers her voice to Thanos quality, she can scam <laughs> Henry Kissinger out of millions of dollars. What I, the original company name. <laughs> Thanos. What, what I, when, I, when that movie first came out, I was like, oh, it's like Theranos. But um, no, I think like compared to we did Kylie Jenner a couple weeks ago, but I think Elizabeth Holmes is really the most self-made billionaire uh, just because she she created money for nothing uh by dressing up as Steve Jobs and basically charming a series of old men. Like that was that I was mean, her one of one of the most successful cosplayers in US yes, history. Yes. How hard is it for a good looking white woman to fucking make Kissinger's dick get hard though? Come on, Andy. I yeah, mean but can like, you monetize that? <laughs> with a deep enough voice I could <laughs> No, I mean, there listen, are plenty. It, it there are plenty impr- of attractive white ladies, but to be able to monetize it from Henry Kissinger, you need a psycho mindset. You know, yeah, <laughs> just that's keep true. That up. I'm not saying it's not impressive what she did. I'm just saying that, like, you know, if the if the other cat that it was involved in the business, it was if it was just a sunny venture, and he's making the dicks of like Bill Clinton and the Waltons. And okay, now we're people. getting ahead of ourselves. We got We got to introduce right, everyone. We got to introduce the cast of characters. Okay, so Elizabeth Holmes, born February third, nineteen eighty four, in Washington D.C. Uh, her mother was a congressional committee staffer. Uh, her great grandfather, Christian Holmes, was a a physician who married the daughter of the Fleischmann yeast fortune. Yeah, if you ever buy yeast, you, you gave some money to the the Holmes family. You're, you're trickling some money into into Theranos. Uh-huh. Another and, uh, another plot run by big yeast. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, she was she was raised uh, a wasp, and so actually, I kind of relate to a lot of the weird things that happened in her life, um, or a lot of the weird situations because. Uh, like her family, it, in the book I, I read, uh, Bad Blood, uh, there's a lot oh, about... Oh, the Taylor Swift book based off the song? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of stuff about her family having this feud with another family that's more successful. And so like, <laughs> but it, it's like her mother and the uh, the uh, uh, wife and the other family are like friends, but the dads hate each other because one dad is more successful than the other dad. And it's just... it. it, it it's a situation that's like, oh, this is like all the Christmas cards from my family right. friends. Sure, sure. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. It's it, Christmas cards in wasp society. It's just a way of like uh, one-upping wasp. I'll be honest. I've white Anglo-Saxon known... Protestant. Oh, I didn't. I didn't know what that meant. I it just means you it refuse was... the power of the Pope. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what a wasp is. God's emissary yeah. on this earth. I'm. I'm. I think I'm. A, are you a wasp, Stephen? I guess technically. Okay. Yeah, you're so, all insects to me. <laughs> As a Catholic, I knew something was wrong with this woman right away. <laughs> <laughs> they're like the former ruling class of America, and they're kind of like, what was it? Uh, Ross Douthat or something wrote like a requiem for the wasp when George H.W. Bush died. Oh, really? Or some shit? Yeah. Do or yeah. do not. There is no try. <laughs> <laughs> so. Her voice is so upsetting. <laughs> she had this weird family, and the, the family friend thing will come back in a second. Um, and her father was briefly a VP at Enron, 
uh, interestingly enough. Yeah, if you look up online, you, he it also says other executives. Like, so he was a VP at Enron, but then also held other positions that are just unknown, which I found very uh, uh, disappointing that in the documentary they don't mention her dad at all in any sense of, of his former Enron VPness or any other position. Well, it sounds like when Enron went down, the family was kind of cleaned out. So, like, I don't know if... And they, they went to... They basically, they moved to Houston and then got he got a job at the only company in town at the time, which was Enron. I mean, I guess there were a bunch of oil companies. But, like, that was the big employer in Houston was Enron. Sure, right. And so, uh, I it it sounded like he wasn't there very long. And so, he probably wasn't involved in, the, uh, in all the stuff because he, like, moved there... Uh, I know in wrong, pe- and then plenty they... of people in prison that were probably weren't a part of the crimes and convicted <laughs> for Andy. I've... Keep your head up. <laughs> <laughs> so while studying Mandarin at 17, um, on a summer uh, with a Stanford uh, Mandarin language program, she was uh, going to China. She met a fellow named Ramesh Sunny Balwani. My man Sunny. Uh, who was 37 when she was 17. So he was 20 years her senior. Uh, no word on if they fucked then, but they did fuck later. But here's the thing about Ramesh uh, Sunny Balwani. Uh, he helped form CommerceBid.com in 1998, which was a business-to-business auction site, sort of like Alibaba. Uh-huh. Uh, that got acquired by Commerce One, which he joined the board of. And then in 2000, he cashed out, making $40 million right before the dot-com bust. Damn. And that company went down the tubes. So he uh, kind of he weathered the dot-com thing. Oh, and then he did a little thing with his uh, accounting firm where he said that uh, he actually lost $40 million, uh, and really? so he didn't have to pay any taxes, and then the government was like, no, you can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> and then he had to pay back all the back taxes, and he sued his accounting firm. Bazinga. Um, <laughs> so, Soundboard. <laughs> as a freshman at uh, Stanford, uh, Holmes got the idea of using microfluidics to... Uh, Make uh, something well, that could uh, test for all kinds of diseases uh, with only a pinprick of blood because she had a lifelong fear of needles that she inherited from her mother. Did you guys listen to the podcast or did you just watch the movie? I, know you I read listened to the podcast too. I didn't um, listen to the podcast. Did you, Alex? Yeah, the dropout. I just I just saw the movie and I feel like I got to be missing some information. Her whole pitch for the for the company is that people don't like having big needles in their arms. The right. problem with medicine is that they take too much blood from you, and that's why people don't seek medical care. Not, and uh, because it's too expensive, but people still want to pay some amount, like right, a fair right. market for your your health. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Her her pitch. Well, yeah, it gets more fucked up. She went to uh, Arizona. They got them to deregulate. Um, Arizona law, like she lobbied the Arizona state government to uh, make this it so you don't something wrong? need a um, a uh, doctor's uh, recommendation to get a blood draw. Uh-huh. And uh, and the reason they targeted Arizona was because there are a lot of uninsured people, so they thought they would be receptive wow. to cheaper <laughs> medical care. <laughs> and, uh, they and they were. And they were. Then they fight you, and then all of a sudden you change the world. The only reason I bring this up is there's one line in the documentary where she's like, you're just people taking gallons and gallons of your blood. <laughs> yeah. Taking your blood as you wash. What? Isn't that torture? And I was just watching like, no, it's not like torture, actually. <laughs> she, was, she was afraid of needles once, so therefore 
<laughs> we have to subject right, everyone right, to this right. like fraudulent. That's the problem uh, with American healthcare at large. Is she is afraid of needles? Yes. <laughs> is the premise of her company. That's you know uh, oh, when yeah. I say when I say universal healthcare, what I mean is less blood. <laughs> Put the blood in my box. <laughs> well, like the, the box will be available at every wall. Put your blood in my blood box. <laughs> it's predicated. Her business is predicated on her fear of needles on one hand, and then the U.S. health insurance. Sector being <laughs> totally fucked up. Right, right, yeah. Right. Like, this wouldn't make, like, if you're in, like, Norway, no one would ever try this. Yeah. I just it's, hate to have the documentary never mentioned how she's a vampire. Obviously, <laughs> anyone this obsessed with blood needs it to survive. <laughs> well, the posing with the little needle. <laughs> <laughs> no. what, what, what is that thing called that she was posing with? Nanotainer. Okay. Nanotainer. So, she got the idea for the nanotainer uh, when she was a freshman at Stanford. So she goes to, uh, uh, and it was from the idea of microfluidics. And so she goes to uh, groundbreaking um, medical engineer Phyllis Gardner and says, I've got one hell of an idea, getting all this information from microfluidics. And Phyllis Gardner said, "Um, no, that's not going to work at all. So then she goes uh, from Phyllis Gardner. But is Phyllis this, Gar- is this the patch that she's talking about? Or is this later on? It might have been the patch. I don't know what the patch is. So the patch was like essentially like uh, it was supposed to be kind of what an Apple Watch is to a certain degree, where you wear a patch. Oh, useless. And yes, nanotainer. Uh, what it's supposed <laughs> to be was that like you wear a patch, and then like the moment it notices your blood's all fucked up, it would give you the nutrients oh. you need to fix said disease or whatever. First yeah. they think you're crazy, then they fight you, and then all of a sudden you change the world. I don't think anyway, the Apple Watch. Yeah. Does that. So, so it's just like automatic pathological testing. Right, precisely. Whenever you want it. And the professor she pitched it to was like, that's not physically possible. <laughs> and I think the professor added, also, if you try to make a multi billion dollar company out of this, I will appear in every documentary about you <laughs> talking about how full of shit you are right now. <laughs> Yeah. And she followed up on that. Yeah. Uh, so then Holmes. Yeah. It was just great that uh, Holmes' reaction to the negative feedback was like, "Great, no more asking medical professionals." <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Like multiple people at Stanford just said, "Like this doesn't real." Yeah. Right, right. So then she goes to the um, chairman of uh, or the dean of the school of engineering, uh, this guy Channing Robertson, and this is the first. I think she also realized like. I'm not going to be able to charm my way uh, to uh, older women, but older men uh, are well, very older, easy. Older smart women. I will older see smart through women, my yeah. dumb shit quickly, but fucking all these, these dumb That's dudes true. with dicks. She did dicks. charm Hillary They're Clinton. They're not thrown off by my voice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> my I hair love is having the support of real billionaires. <laughs> <laughs> Hillary Clinton uh, just uh, knew the science behind it. wasn't solid. <laughs> She tries the lower voice thing. They're just like, you have no power here. <laughs> <laughs> she has to go to uh, global rich old white men. Yeah. So Channing Robertson, uh, he's in, and that lends her uh, basically a... a, a you think they fucked? Degree of credibility. I don't know. I don't think so. They might have fucked, dog. She's I don't know. I mean, Sonny Balwani's soulmate. How dare you? Yeah. <laughs> She gave her soul. She she gave her heart to Sonny Balwani. Nah, dog. She fucked every white dude. I'm telling you. I promise to give you my blood. <laughs> also, <laughs> apparently, as a kid, Sorry, uh, people would be family members would be like, "What do you want to be when you grow up?" And she would say, "A billionaire." And they yeah. would be like, uh, "Don't you want to be president?" And she would say, "No, I want to be a billionaire." And then the president will marry me because I'm a billionaire. <laughs> Why don't you blink? <laughs> <laughs> she also has very dry eyes. Also, um, okay, so. She gets the ball rolling. She creates a company and she calls it Real Time Cures. 
And uh, then that doesn't sell anything. So she changes that to Theranos, which is short for therapy diagnosis, which she incorporated in 2004. And Robertson, her uh, first board member, introduces her to venture capitalists who start um, shitting money all in her thing. Uh, by December of 2004, she's got $6 million. And then by December of 2010, she's got $92 million. That's Man. when they're shitting money in her thing. Yeah. 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 They're shitting money all over her thing. And... Um, How do you get in these meetings? Because I would love for people to shit money in my thing. I would love that, too. It's never happened. You need a dean of engineering. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's... Do you know any deans of engineering? Like they always have to, I don't know any deans of engineering. Especially at Stanford, which is, I guess, because it's near Silicon Valley and it's where the Yahoo and Google people came out of. Well, it's mostly you That's have to be like a friend of Moloch, right? You got to be uh, in circles. I know a lot of people you can be an acquaintance. doing improv. Does that help me out <laughs> when it comes to shitting money on me? You've made a great choice to work for Walmart, and we're glad you're... Only if they know someone who knows Lauren Michaels. <laughs> I think that actually lowers your chances. Hey, I know this is very uh, stupid, but I took a UCB uh, sketch writing class once, and uh, they would take your Money. copies, yes, but they would they would keep it. And I remember at that moment being like, I don't like that was the straw that broke my back. <laughs> I was like, wait a second, they they keep the sketches I wrote? Fuck this noise! <laughs> They're just data harvesting sketches from amateur people. <laughs> You're stealing my gold. <laughs> <laughs> Here's $900, but give me my sketches back. Like, no, we need this for Herald Night. <laughs> we can't make the $5 admission shows on our own. I'll give you $900, but you will never have Roger Rabbit but <laughs> retarded. Hilarious. By the way, now that you've said that, Alex, we uh, Grub Stickers has it, it's um, Yogi's sketch. Yeah, I'm reading it. I'm reading his sketch. I have the copies. Hey, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> this goes out tonight, dog. Oh shit! It's Roger Rabbit, <laughs> but he's retarded. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck! SNL stole my idea again. <laughs> it's just Idris Elba playing Roger Rabbit <laughs> <laughs> from Saturday Night. <laughs> People in the audience are like, he's so retarded. <laughs> I'm just at home crying, just like these motherfuckers. They did it again. <laughs> Front page of the New York Times, Sunday edition. Best SNL we've ever seen. <laughs> Should have kept it private. Should have started a private company Fuck. in Silicon Valley developing these jokes. It forces Trump to resign because <laughs> Roger Rabbit, but retarded, <laughs> is so successful. That's why at UCB 101, when you apply, you should put a do not compete agreement yes, on right, all the right. sketches. Yep. Yeah. And then you can hound them. Yeah. Yeah. These are trade secrets. So. I mean, if, if Roger Rabbit, but retarded, could take down President Trump, but you get no uh, rights to it or credit... Would you make that trade? No. God, no. Not in this capitalistic society. Fuck yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, I'd never write something like that because I'm an ally. For <laughs> You're an ally to the mentally disabled? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> There's a, you know what? I'm not going to make any of the jokes. <laughs> <laughs> I just took Alex saying it. I'm like, there it goes. Now I'm allowed to say it. <laughs> Open the gates. The small toy gates. I've just been sitting at the edge of my seat for all these episodes waiting to say it. <laughs> So, uh, in 2011, Elizabeth Holmes is introduced to a fellow by the name of George Shultz. Oh, shit. Who uh, is, uh, was Reagan's Secretary of State. He was uh, something on labor for Nixon. 
uh, or rather, uh, and he's a member of the Hoover Institution. And through there, Elizabeth Holmes is introduced to Damn. other uh, Hoover Institution upstanding citizens, Damn. such as uh, General James Mattis, the uh, Mad Dog, Henry Kissinger, and Bill Frist. Oh, I know that guy. Yeah, he fristed you. Yes, he frisked me real hard. So <laughs> Henry Kissinger is a real uh, g- g- ball of charisma. Oh yeah, yeah. He, he's yeah. only in this thing for five seconds, and I'm like, e- I want to give you my blood. Yeah, <laughs> I was watching this with someone. What are you Cambodian? <laughs> You're like an evil orb, and I love you. <laughs> I was watching this with a few people, and then one person was like, Oh, who's Henry Kissinger again? And I was like, Oh, they're a warmonger. And the other person was, was like, No, they're not. And then within like 20 seconds, I just sent them 12 articles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? They're not. <laughs> He's that, he's that fun war criminal who dances with Stephen Colbert. I love having the support of real billionaires. So the first product they put out is called the Edison. And the Edison is supposed to be a thing that uses the... Nanotainer. Uses yeah. the nanotainer. Got it. Um, you take a, a pinprick of blood and you put it in the little nanotainer and it's supposed to be able to run a battery of and tests. And you shake it all around. <laughs> and blood in my box. It puts blood in your box. You do the hokey pokey. I'm sorry. And then it, it, it sends all the results. I should probably lower my voice because... People have told us we have whiny. Bo- I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold. I just, I don't understand why she was so obsessed with the box being small. They interview the engineers or the developers or right. whatever. Oh, and they're yeah. like, I said yeah. they could do it if it was bigger, and she said she would, it had to be a small box. Yeah, <laughs> she never, she never actually says the reason why it should be small. No, it's just it's, I know she's obsessed with Apple and she wants it to be the iPod of blood. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, it could be like one room. It you, would still be impressive if it was like 10 feet tall. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. You want to know actually uh, uh, you have like an one guy in, the, in one room doing it and that would be pretty, you know, impressive. It's supposed to, you're supposed to be able to like, well, she she kept on lying to her employees saying they were using it in Afghanistan right, on the battlefield. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and so apparently it had to be small so that that lie would hold up or I mean, the idea was it would eventually actually do that. Um, no, apparently with the Steve Jobs thing, she uh, right around the time he died, a biography of Steve Jobs came out, mm-hmm. and the employees were reading the biography, and they could tell uh, where Elizabeth Holmes was in the biography from which aspects of Steve Jobs she was trying right, to right, mimic. Right. <laughs> do or do not. There is no try. Yeah. This is in the Star Wars chapter for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's from, that's from this great line from the... Um, I put the short thing in the uh, drop keyboard but it's my favorite part of the documentary right they're asking her in like I don't know if it's one of the commercials or if it's a promotion for Theranos it was a promotional thing this is actually it's also she wanted to uh, get the people who did Apple's uh, promotions uh, Apple's commercials she got that guy yeah yeah she got that company and so one of the things they did is they had these weird um, interstitials dual lights that made her eyes glow in a weird way and they uh, interviewed her that's just her. her own aura it, yes, but it really enhanced it. So this is um, there. The, this is this. What's your favorite sound from the movie Star Wars? Yoda. What does Yoda sound like? Yoda sounds like "Do or do not." There is no try. So that's her. Yoda's what? her favorite. <laughs> Yoda's her favorite sound from the movie Star Wars. Why did they even ask that question? <laughs> what, what what interview was it? <laughs> it was like a promotional interview. And your favorite Harry Potter sound? <laughs> <laughs> Probably whoosh. 
<laughs> that was kind of a weird question, though. My guess is that they like because it was a promotional thing. They and they were on this like Yoda do or do not. There is no try kick. They told the interviewer probably like, oh, ask her about like Star Wars. And the interviewer was like, all right, what's your favorite sound from Star Wars? <laughs> right, and then right. she's all queued up and she's like Yoda. Yeah, she. I bet right after she says, she's like, what? All right, I'll just go with this. <laughs> oh, she doesn't pause. There's there was no what in her. There there was just the computer going. Keep churning. <laughs> yeah, Elizabeth, what's your favorite sound? Star Wars. Actually, Yoda from Star Wars. <laughs> so uh, their product, the Edison, uh, it worked by using a cell signal to uh, send the results that it would process to different... Um, Scratch that. Processing. It didn't work by not doing these things that they said it could do. Well, no, it, it would it would do these things. It would use the cell signal to send results to different places for analysis, uh, but the cell signal would cut out, and then they wouldn't be able to do analysis. Also, the slightest temperature fluctuation would uh, make it not function, and it could also do, like, maybe... It could also really just test potassium levels, and she promised that it could, like, detect every disease on Earth. <laughs> so uh, that's how she would do her uh, funding thing, and then she decided that she was going to use it uh, to test for swine flu. This is when, I, I don't know if you guys remember the aughts, um, but there will be a show on VH1 really where people are like, hey, remember swine flu? Um, <laughs> we called it Lissomania. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so when swine flu was uh, real big, uh, swine flu and cold play. When swine flu was viral. There we go. www.whatthefuck.com. It's 2009. <laughs> <laughs> she, uh, apparently, you have to get a lot of approval to take a, a medical device into another country and use what? it. Uh, but she had a friend from Stanford whose dad happened to be uh, in the Mexican government for their uh, universal health service. And so she just talked to her friend and got the approval to take the, the Edisons down to Mexico to test for swine flu. And uh, it, uh, you overshot there. That's Panama. Uh, oh, oh, sorry. And so the swine, swine flu is usually tested from nasal swabs, but they're like, our thing's blood. So they, <laughs> they used the blood tests and uh, it repeatedly said that people were negative for swine flu when they were positive. And when someone asked Holmes like, hey, uh, why are we using blood when you're supposed to use a nasal swab? She said, don't worry about it. Tribute. So, <laughs> the box demands tribute. <laughs> and then uh, Sunny then went and took the Edison to Thailand to just for fun to test it because there was a swine flu outbreak there. Oh really? But they didn't have approval, so it was uh, widely believed within the office that he was just bribing people in Thailand to get swine flu blood. And uh, <laughs> it was... that sounds like my Sunny. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if they update the machine later, but or if this is the version where uh, the the engineers are describing the machine and the <laughs> the the blood samples constantly spill on right, each other. Right, so right, the yeah. inside of the box is just a. <laughs> Bladder of swine <laughs> yeah. blood. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was their next product, the Mini Lab. And here's a quote from Holmes when they were launching it: "The Mini Lab is the most important thing humanity's ever built." <laughs> if you don't believe this in this, or if you don't believe this is the case, you should leave now. Wow. <laughs> so yeah, the Mini Lab. They would uh, one thing they would test for with the Mini Lab was syphilis. I want, I want to meet the person who walked out. <laughs> <laughs> they had huge turnovers. Okay, so this sunny guy. Um, after I guess Holmes started the thing, uh, Sonny divorced his Japanese artist wife, and uh, she seems nice. Yeah, and uh, started dating Holmes. What's funny about Sonny is so he. Um, what isn't funny about him? He had forty million dollars from his his thing, and uh, he would wear. Uh, he would drive a Lamborghini that would have D 
D-A-S-K-P-T-L on the back for DOS Capital. <laughs> and he would wear a button-down shirt with the top buttons undone so his uh, chest hair would stick out with a thin gold chain. How do you calculate the use value of a good? <laughs> <laughs> it's a combination of the price, isn't it? <laughs> the dialectic says... If you are cynical, we will fire you. <laughs> Sonny, show me more chest hair tomorrow. Don't go to the cops. If it takes more than 12 spools to make a sweater, leave the room now. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Elizabeth Holmes uh, brought on Sonny uh, in her company, and he was essentially their enforcer. He would just fire people left and right who pissed him off. He was the real Mad Doug. Yeah. Like, apparently one guy, uh, Sonny brought in um, some employees he liked, um, and one of them hit another employee's car, and so the guy whose car was hit, like, he looked at the dent in his car, found another car with the same size um, marking on the front of it, and so he found that employee and was like, hey, you put a dent in my car, and the guy was like, no, I didn't, and he was like, I measured it, and then Sonny was like, hey, I heard you talk to my employee, you're fired. What? Bad dog. This is absolutely fucking stupid. Speaking of DOS Capital. Yoda from Star Wars. <laughs> my favorite character, my favorite sound is Darth Vader. But I think, like, my dad, when my dad had, like, a midlife crisis, what he did is he got a, a Toyota Camry, but with the spoiler. Ooh. <laughs> That's so funny. Spoiler so alert, funny. your car sucks. <laughs> it was actually a good car. 1999 Camry. Reliable. Solid, yeah. <laughs> Except it's the middle that. of your life. You get a reliable yeah. car. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what the Sunny guy did is he. What Got a Lamborghini, uh, fucked a, a child, and um, a different child. No, no, Elizabeth Holmes. Oh, okay. And uh, apparently committed massive wire fraud. That sounds like so, Sonny. Yeah, I like that. His it's his name's Ramesh Bawani, and he goes by Sonny. No, re- no explanation. No, no, like, hey, why are you called the thing in the sky? People love guy universally hated by many now. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, everyone at the uh, at the place hated him. Apparently, he had no knowledge of... Uh, he claimed to have written a million lines of code. And apparently, the average Microsoft coder writes um, an average of three lines per day. So, a thousand per year. Mm-hmm. And so... This guy's good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the engineers at Theranos would just like... He would make... He would say words that were just the wrong words. And so, then they would just name parts. They would oh, do presentations so where they would just use the words he used to make fun of him. And he would never catch on. Yeah, of course. Um, Nobody's ego that, that, that that's using <laughs> words they don't understand ever catches other people using the same words. Yeah. Right, because he just sees it and he goes, I am an influencer. <laughs> They're using my words now. <laughs> I understand this. <laughs> Great point. <laughs> Good takeaway. This code is flume bar. <laughs> <laughs> He's just making up words. Yeah. <laughs> He thinks one line of code is a million. <laughs> Each character is yeah, like right. one line. Yeah. It's like on one hand, I kind of understand. Like I, I definitely write in my job more than three lines of code a day, but mm-hmm. it's also repetitive and based on much more sophisticated code. Uh, okay, Andy, let's it's not so, brag. I didn't do so. Them. You, I'm you saying have I, done a million. I'm doing dumb code. Oh, I've written a million lines of code. Yeah, I've snorted a million lines of code, <laughs> folks. It's like so, said someone could write a million-page book, 
That, that wouldn't mean anyone would want to read the million-page book. <laughs> That's fair. That's what you're saying. Yeah. That is also how, like, book writing used to work like, right, 100 right. years ago. Yeah. That's why all the Russian novels are so long. They're just yeah. like, look at how fucking many words that is, huh? <laughs> yeah. This is my job. <laughs> yeah, we're going to create an economy where we just pay per page of the book. No, it's, it's stable. It's going to last forever. Our system in Russia in the 19th century. Uh, so... They make the mini lab. Sorry. And they try to sell it to uh, Soviet the, transition to a novel based economy. The transition to a novel. Yeah. <laughs> it was a very novel transition in the Soviet. Okay. So going back to the Hoover uh, Institution, uh, Holmes, uh, first, one of the first contracts he tried to get was with the military so that they could actually oh, use the Edison. And, uh, well, so. Oh, the, the team of people that used to be in our military wanted this company to work for the military? Well, also, the military uh, doesn't always get FDA approval for their tests. What? Like, let's say you're a Tuskegee Airman, mm-hmm. and suddenly you've got syphilis after you saved all of the American bombers in World War II, and you're right. like, I haven't had sex because I'm the best airman in the uh, American military. And they're like, oh, yeah, surprise, we injected you with syphilis for all the bombers you saved. That's how we say thank you. Anyways, um, the military has a bad track record with uh, medical ethics. And so, uh, really, I didn't homes. know that the military had bad <laughs> medical ethics. They also have a great influx of money for seemingly no reason. What? Oh yeah, yeah, they have unlimited money, um, and uh, that has no connection to our lack of uh, universal healthcare system. But you know what? They don't have at this time blood box. <laughs> they don't have a blood box. So General Mattis is—he uh, sees this. He sees what Alex just saw, right? And he says to his inferiors, "Hey." Let's get this blood box out there in Afghanistan and his... Uh, Our troops are in a blood box! <laughs> his inferiors are like, no. Or did he? <laughs> or did he actually say that? <laughs> Makes you wonder. Yes? No, I thought uh, she just made that up, right? Oh, no. So she lied about it being used in Afghanistan, but she did get Mattis to pressure uh, no, the people in the Steven, military. Stephen's right, though. They made up a report where Mattis was like, this is going to be good for us, and they, they, they fabricated that. Oh, they did. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. the one like the he, the, uh, the thing on the website. I I remember this specific like, scene. I mean, he was talking about on the uh, the doc. I don't know to what extent he knew or cared about the blood box, but the he, he was, they made up his words basically. Even oh, okay. a mad dog is right twice a day. <laughs> <laughs> mad dog says no way. <laughs> Send the blood box back. Well, he did. He did advocate for them in the military. And uh, he was on the board of Theranos, and so that's probably why they got away with it for a while. Okay, well, the the, H, the HBO documentary, they seem to imply that... Oh, um, that they put word... In, I mean, they also that did that That specific a lot. quote about him... Right, right, I remember this. You know, right. deploying it was not true. Right, right. They would, they would do things... Um, this company would, that we all know has been convicted of fraud lied about multiple things. Let's move on, ladies and gentlemen. They would, they would go to another... Uh, they would, like, do a presentation for some company and then later say, like... Oh, yeah, they would take the company that they did a presentation for, and they'd be like, yeah, they said that our, our product is great and amazing, and they yeah. published a paper about it. And then people would be like, can we see the paper? And they'd be like, no, no, you cannot. The narrative construction for the HBO documentary was very interesting because it, it really focused on corruption and uh, scandal and uh, y- your best intentions leading to fraud. Right. So the, the moral of the story wasn't don't be a bloodless psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> it was don't care too much or you'll yeah. start lying about yeah. things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> know your limits. <laughs> know your limits. Definitely do almost the same stuff, uh, but don't make the owner of Fortune magazine cry. Also... Um, 
Thomas Edison created the movie Man Lifts Barbell. That was a big part of the documentary. Yeah. That was they the said, best part. Uh, the, the first... The first commercial movie ever yeah, was yeah, the, like, the black, scene of blacksmiths, blacksmiths like pounding yeah. some mm-hmm. shit. Yeah, yeah, and then they would just like cut three to whenever they wanted to pounding Asa Akira. They they yeah. didn't have enough <laughs> three blacksmiths. <laughs> <laughs> one one pig iron. That's 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 still in the uh, that's still the property of the uh, Edison estate. Uh, it cannot be accessed by. It's on Pornhub, guys. Yeah. First they think you're crazy, then they fight you, and then all of a sudden you change the world. That's what that's what Edison said after he released that movie. <laughs> the He's like, you know, uh, they're trying to take my movie down. I say we're vin- we're visionaries here. <laughs> <laughs> These social fascists <laughs> do not want blacksmith pounding iron released. <laughs> well, wasn't it like Edison? He he patented the reason that movies are made in uh, Los Angeles is because Edison was on the East Coast. He patented films, but he was the only one, because he had the patent, he was the only one who, uh, he would sue anyone else who tried to make a film. Oh, yeah. But he was also yeah. really shitty at it, so people would just go to Los Angeles where he couldn't get to them to make their movies. And that's You're why. calling the man who invented three blacksmiths pounding <laughs> iron <laughs> shitty at filmmaking? <laughs> Andy's calling the inventor of the medium bad at making said medium. <laughs> the director of mustachioed chef <laughs> kissing wife. <laughs> Is missing Bruce. narrative structure? I'll have you know I jerked off to mustachioed chef kissing wife. <laughs> And if that isn't an endorsement, I don't know what is. I love having the support of real billionaires. (laughs) So uh, their next uh, venture was uh, Walgreens and Safeway. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Alex, do you know what Safeway is? I don't. I'm very familiar with Walgreens. I get all my blood drawn at Walgreens. is a West Coast one-stop shopping grocery store. They're like the key food is Washington State. West Coast. Washington State and Oregon. They have yeah. California uh, version of Walgreens. Uh, well, they're not really a drugstore. They have drugstores, but they're more of just like a uh, more like key foods. I we think. don't we don't need to do a breakdown on Safeway on this episode. No, let's but it's get a, into it. everyone needs to learn about Safeway. It's a gross. It's one stop shopping. It's a competitor with Kroger because Kroger bought Fred Meyer, and they also own uh, QFC and Albertsons. Actually, not QFC. They own, yeah, yes, QFC, but not Albertsons. Safeway is a West Coast brand grocery store. They also sell pharmacy, like they also sell like medicine, but they don't have pharmacies in all of the Safeways like Walgreens does, and they do not sell clothing, but they do sell like tools and general use items i used to work at a grocery store this is absolutely fucking stupid yeah but you worked at fred meyer that's a whole different ball game so yeah it's better in the 2010s safeway was in a bad way they tried to um they tried to do a stock buyback to pump up their uh value and then everyone who uh was investing in them was like yeah we see through that bullshit we're not more like jim kramer way So, so uh, them and Walgreens. Walgreens, uh, they, they decided they were going to make wellness centers that used uh, Theranos products. And the reason they made wellness centers is because uh, if you want to make a clinic, you need something with FDA approval. Right, right. 
But if you want to make a wellness center, uh, just go Bach Wild. Yeah, you can. It's, a, it's a common billionaire tactic. Let's make something that exists but has a lot of regulation and just name it something that isn't the name of it. Yeah. This isn't a car. It's a bicycle mobile. And it's a fucking <laughs> car, but it's called a bicycle mobile, so I don't have to register it with the DMV. This isn't a blood box. This is Thomas Edison. <laughs> and he happens to be thirsty for blood. <laughs> Wait wait, is, wait, 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 wait! I'm, I'm a, I'm a venture capitalist. Uh, pitch me, pitch me the, um, the Edison device. Okay, so you know how um, when you draw blood, that's essentially torture. Um, well, lower, lower the octaves. One can consider torture the beginning of the siphoning. Yes, of yes, blood. I, 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 I'm very familiar with this. If I were to pitch to you just a drop, just a sample of blood, mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. a tribute. Uh, how, to how would you do that? What would you do with that? You put it in my box. What's your box? It's it's Edison. The blood you got box. Thomas Edison. He's in my box, and he looks at your blood. You got Tom, Thomas Edison is involved in this. He's would you like five billion dollars? Yeah, sure. I love having the support of real billionaires. That it, that it was the perfect like improv like okay this is going nowhere, <laughs> scene and scene. I'm running in front of Andy and we're starting again. <laughs> so uh, there was a guy in Walgreens uh, whose job it is to look into Theranos and be like, is this bullshit? So he goes over to Theranos <laughs> with uh, his superior. And uh, the guy starts asking questions like, can I see your lab? Ooh, too deep. And what happen- What they say is, um, if we have time, and then they turned up the charm on his boss, and then they never got to see the lab. And so the- I understand you want to see our laboratory, but how I might recommend Disneyland instead. <laughs> <laughs> we cannot expose the Yodas in our lab. <laughs> so basically, like, Walgreens got scammed out of, like, $300 million uh, trying to set these up. And a lot of it was because Holmes kept charming the superior of the guy who was supposed to check out the bullshit. First they think you're crazy, then they fight you, and then all of a sudden you change the world. Like, after they had a party celebrating the acquisition, uh, the Walgreens ac- uh, partnership with... Uh, Theranos, mm-hmm. uh, ev- they had all of the Walgreens executives like take a little blood prick to run in for analysis, and then they never sent anyone the Theranos analysis of the blood prick. That's, yeah, that sounds it's called right. negging. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it works. This so, was my favorite part of the documentary because they <laughs> cut to that woman who was in charge of teaching right, Walgr- right. Walmart and uh, Walgreens employees how to take blood. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's like, they didn't know how to do it. It <laughs> was tough. <laughs> What they were doing before was harder. Yeah. yeah. Like regular blood drawing. Right, right. Yeah. Did Walgreens do that, though? Did they do? Uh, yeah. Well, there, there are all these stories yeah, where they're, they're like... phlebotomy expert. Where they're that trying to, like, fill up the right. nanotainers with a pinprick, and, like, all the stories in the book end with, and then there was blood everywhere. <laughs> I guess what I was picturing were cashiers at a Walgreens taking <laughs> blood from people. <laughs> right at the counter. And I was like, this, this has gotten out of hand. Blood splattered on, on the cash register. But this is like a good chunk of what Silicon Valley does. It's fucking yeah. an idea that has already existed, and we're going to put an app to it and charge more for it and call it good. I mean, fucking yeah. Lyft and Uber and Juno and Via are just fucking, hey, you know someone with a car? Give them 20 bucks to drive you to the airport. Except they didn't necessarily take something that they were trying to invent something new, but was not possible. 
And uh, the way it worked in, in, in Theranos was that everything was siloed. So no group would talk to another group. And if ever, like, someone complained about, like, some problem, either Holmes would say, right. oh, no, we'll figure that out, or they would just get fired. And so, like, no one could talk to anyone. Holmes was completely detached from reality. Sonny was uh, just firing people left and right because they were, quote, too cynical about the operation. they were the monitoring the keystrokes right. yeah, they're of monitoring everyone who worked people's there. Yeah, they were monitoring people's keystrokes. Um, Big sister. Big sister. If they, if they, if they emailed anyone outside of the company, they would get fired and then threatened with a lawsuit for stealing um, uh, intellectual secrets. property. One guy, when he was uh, fired, he refused to sign a paper that said he would not take intellectual property, mm-hmm. and he just left. And uh, Sonny called the police, and the poli- and he said that the guy stole Theranos property, and the police officer said, oh, "Okay, what did he take?" And Sonny said, "Oh no." It's in his brain. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck is a brain scientist? There we go. (laughs) See, Jeffrey Epstein would have been able to get that stuff out. Uh, and then uh, are we at the part where that one dude killed himself? The guy that like... Oh, yeah. So this... Okay. So let's go to the the family feud. So there's... uh, There was this... They... I told you there was another family that had a feud with the Holmes family. Mm -hmm. Uh, The waspiest thing... Ever, uh, this buzz buzz. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, this guy had um, he worked in medical engineering, and then Elizabeth Holmes, uh, she started to get successful building Theranos, mm-hmm. and her family told this other guy's family, "Oh yeah, Elizabeth Holmes has this like medical engineering startup." And the family friend was like, and she didn't come to me with to ask for advice. And he took it as like this deep insult. So then he patented something that he called the Theranos killer um, that he tried to make to like run Theranos out of business. What? And it's just a hose that takes the blood out of the box. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And so Theranos then sued him and. Oh, during that time, there was a guy who worked for Theranos, uh, who was a scientist who would be able to tell, like, you know, this patent and that patent um, aren't compatible. Yeah, a guy that knew the sciences behind the shit that they were trying to do. Yes, and he worked for Theranos. He was like the sixty-year-old guy, um, and the uh, family friend realized, like, oh, this guy seems pretty honest. Like, he's an actual scientist. Uh, let's get him to testify. And so when they were getting him to testify at this patent trial, at the same time, Theranos was telling that guy to lie. Right. Uh, and so the guy it was like, oh, man, if I lie, I'll, or if I tell the truth, I'll get fired from Theranos. I'm in my 60s. It's the end of my career. And uh, But I don't want to lie. And so he basically launched into a depression. And then the day he, uh, or a couple days before he was supposed to testify, he uh, drank and took a bunch of acetaminophen. And that basically destroys your liver. Apparently, it was enough acetaminophen to kill a horse. And, oh, and so, a horse can drink a lot of whiskey. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Not as much as you would think, though. No. Yeah. Well, you guys seen Bojack Horseman. They can and drink they a start, lot. And they start saying the N-word pretty quick. <laughs> it's <a> Nay! Th- <laughs> <laughs> voting nay on this riff. <laughs> <laughs> That's jockey culture. So yeah, as, as soon as the guy got uh, uh, fucked up, and I don't know if it was he, he was in the hospital or dead, but th- I think it was when he was dead. Theranos uh, had the lawyer call his wife uh, and say, "Hey, there's a Theranos laptop at your house. Right. Bring it to our 
office or we'll sue you. And that was uh, the only contact she got from Theranos. Send us your husband's brain. Yeah. <laughs> there are secrets in his brain. Your husband's remains must be donated to us immediately. I intend to be buried with his body. <laughs> that he may serve Sonny, in the afterlife. Sonny was seen stalking the cemetery afterwards. <laughs> I wish I knew more about Sonny. He he's a real character in this. Yeah, he um Yes. Like, uh we didn't I didn't know that he started dating her when she was 17. It's unclear if that's when they started dating or if it was or like when they started the company. Then? Yeah. But, but they were or like, he just started vetting her um, for later. Yeah, well, they were going to trips to China and shit and it's like, listen, be it as it may, if I ever well, they met a, on a trip to China for a Mandarin learning. Oh, I thought they also went on a trip together as well. I mean, you know when you're 17 and you go for Mandarin learning? Yeah, of course. With, yeah. with, with yeah. older executives? Yeah. <laughs> well, that was like his, after he after he made like $40 million, he just, he didn't really do much. He was just like, all right, well, now I'm going to go to like college and talk to college girls and take classes. Oh, you and mean so that a was... person that fell into money became a creep immediately? Yeah, that's not unheard of. <laughs> Like I am, so, it's so frustrating. All right, I wrote my million lines of code. Yeah, right, right. right. I basically am going to yeah. retire at the top. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm looking for a million lines of pussy. <laughs> <laughs> I like that this Indian man became a Southern gentleman very quick. He has a cane. Yeah, he changed his accent too. <laughs> He's a country gentleman now. I say, I say, does anyone in this fine establishment have some pussy? <laughs> I say, I need. I got to write some lines. <laughs> I may be a simple country <laughs> product developer. <laughs> now, most people don't know my nicknames after my deposition, and it's Sonny, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> oh, Sonny and Elizabeth. <laughs> I was confused why they keep calling them Sonny and Elizabeth. Everyone thinks you're going to say Sonny and Cher. Sure, sure. It does, people ask me, why are you named Sonny? And I tell them, I don't know, but can I have some pussy? <laughs> Because the one place the sun don't shine. <laughs> if you want and your, it's on my face. <laughs> if you want your day broadened, I've got something sunny for you. <laughs> it's an older Indian man. <laughs> you need to change. Though. We're just doing Aziz Ansari in like 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> face. Randy with eight A's. How much time got left? <laughs> 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 All right, so let's talk uh, um, downfall. Uh, well, first, here's here's the effect of Theranos is that all their tests were wrong. So people would <laughs> people would go to these wellness centers in Arizona, and the uh, test would be like, "Hey, you've uh, you've got de- deteriorating bone disease," and they'd be like, "Oh shit!" And they'd get a bunch of like even more expensive tests. And then uh, because they're not really well insured or have high deductibles, they would end up spending thousands of dollars to find out, no, you don't have deteriorating bone disease or whatever it was. But you do got dumb brain disease. And this is when they're up at Walgreens, too. So they have the menu where you can get yourself checked right. for herpes for right. ten fifty eight or for, uh, cancer <laughs> yeah, yeah. for $13.95. They actually, they actually celebrated at Theranos uh, permission to get herpes testing. <laughs> You're <laughs> getting approved for herpes testing. I was just, I couldn't wrap my mind around how you pick that specific price. <laughs> yeah, like, if there, it, you, in, in many states, you have to get, like, like prescribe the test. Right. Because if the Not doctor, if the doctor's, like, something might be wrong, then, okay, you have a, 
this is actually useful to you, right? right more right. likely. Well, there's not just a menu, a placemat menu, yeah, where you can pick out like, oh, maybe I have herpes. I'll just see if that is Let's the case. Let's have well, medical the prognosis um, a la carte. <laughs> after after Theranos went down, apparently the Arizona government started going after them because. Uh, they completely humiliated the really free market conservative governor by getting him to remove the requirement that doctors prescribe a blood uh, test. Oh, like no. they, they successfully, yeah. The one yeah. time the invisible hand has stabbed him in the back. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the uh, downfall came when uh, there was a, a guy named John Carew uh, who worked at the Wall Street Journal and he was uh, alerted by a blood testing blogger. That uh, <laughs> oh, the big a guy, in- a guy who was blogging about blood testing who noticed that uh, Theranos's technology didn't quite add up, but for whatever reason he wasn't subscribe able- to my Patreon. Yeah, <laughs> he wasn't able to reach a large audience with his blood testing blog, so he started talking to this uh, Wall Street Journal reporter. I've done the most I can. I gave them one star on my <laughs> blood test blog. <laughs> And so uh, the Wall Street Journal guy was like, all right, I'll look into this. And so he started to track down Theranos employees. And one of them was uh, George Schultz, uh, who we mentioned earlier, the uh, uh, former secretary of state, was his grandson who worked for Theranos and then quit because he realized that they were doing all kinds of illegal things to trick the government into approving their lab, for instance, by having um, the door to their main lab closed. And uh, the basement lab, that's what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah. basement yeah. lab. So when there was an inspector, they just closed that door. Tyler Schultz, yeah, Tyler Schultz. He he jumped at the opportunity to intern for yeah, the future right. of <laughs> blood information accessibility or whatever the elevator pitch for this was. Yeah, also, I read that uh, Elizabeth Holmes had a Siberian husky that uh, she named Balto and would let people know that it's a wolf, not a husky. <laughs> and uh, the dog apparently would shit all over the offices and was also left let into like the sanitary high zones of the laboratory <laughs> and when the uh, the scientists were like hey you can't let this dog in here elizabeth holmes like no that's fine balto is okay <laughs> i'm working on my next invention shit box <laughs> it is a box it, for pets it's just, to shit just in. a small prick of, of shit <laughs> you can learn so many things about your body <laughs> it's called john quincy adams <laughs> you take a shit in the box <laughs> anyone know why you can't litter train dogs what, what's the deal with that Lit- you can do it. Litter oh, you train? Yeah. Do, you mean There's like, videos of people on YouTube that like, did that. Oh, they litter train you their dogs? You can watch their dog shit. Then why does anyone the take place? their dogs out to shit? I don't time? get why animals can pee in public and they and the owners don't have to clean that shit up. Well, how would you clean it up? I just spray, spray bottle. It ain't that hard. Just dilute the shit down a little bit. I don't want to. Yeah, it's <laughs> fucking lazy-ass pet like, owners. Oh, all right. People that wanted pets like pets more than they like brown people. I'm saying it out loud. <laughs> Fuck this. Don't tell me when medical services for animals in this country are better than the services in third world countries that people with pets aren't all pieces of shit. Are you still mad because your mom told you as a kid you couldn't have a dog? I'm still mad about that, but I also don't disagree with everything <laughs> that I'm saying right now. Don't, don't brown people also own dogs? Not not as not not the billion of people that are don't have any money for clean water or a place to shit or electricity. They don't own dogs. They can be sure? wild dogs. Yeah. I mean, there's there's what about those crust punk kids that have dogs? Listen, they they're, they're not spending they thousands upon thousands of dollars on veterinary services for animals that they don't need to to be alive. They don't need to be alive. I don't know how I got in this argument. <laughs> I've just wanted to bring it up for fifty nine episodes. I think everyone should be able to pee wherever they want. I mean, if that was the case, I wouldn't mind this dog pee shit. There's nothing more liberating than a backyard pee. 
Yeah. <laughs> that's that's spoken New York style. You do baby. that, and a cop catches you. You get a public urination thing, and you get to go in a sex <laughs> registry, depending on the state. <laughs> yeah, the cop catches you peeing in the backyard, and to discourage you, the cop starts peeing on you. <laughs> <laughs> Just a cycle of piss. <laughs> And uh, by the way, if you see a cop peeing on someone and uh, <laughs> you want to protect that person, get your phone out and start peeing on the cop. <laughs> this cycle of pee won't end, guys. Pee on pee crime is serious. <laughs> serious satellite radio. We can do this without Sean. Uh, <laughs> so. Uh, All right. Okay. Okay. Good. How can something be off the rails when it was never on him? <laughs> <laughs> Multi-millionaire. Think off the rails. <laughs> Grub stakers. Uh, do or do not, there are no rails. Nanotainer. <laughs> so, uh, George Schultz's son starts snitching to this uh, Wall Street Journal article, and I'm not the first one to use the word snitch because um, uh, Theranos kind of got hip to uh, Tyler talking to the journalist because... Well, Company in Blood understands stitches. Hey. Well, a, a number that Tyler apparently saw um, that he gave to the journalist made its way to Theranos, and then they traced the number back to Tyler and started threatening his family. That sounds like Theranos. Yeah. And then uh, Tyler's grandfather started calling his family and then yelling at them because their son, his grandson, was snitching to the press. Um, or at least he, they were suspected of it. And then, so Theranos sent their lawyers over to George Schultz's house to intimidate Tyler uh, while his grandfather was there. And then uh, apparently Schultz eventually took Tyler's side and said, and this is a quote, Tyler is not a snitch. This is George Schultz who was involved in the Iran-Contra affair. Um, so he's got good moral upstanding. Yeah. It's just it's just funny seeing uh, the Iran-Contra guy, one of the Iran-Contra guys say, using the word snitch <laughs> as a negative. Right, right, right. Um, anyway, so the company's kind of starting to go down. Eventually, the Wall Street Journal article comes out, even though uh, Theranos tried repeatedly to sue them. And they even got Elizabeth Holmes, even got Rupert Murdoch to uh, invest in Theranos and then started telling him, hey, you know, this John Kerry, you guy, he's uh, he's uh, going to start this article full of lies. You should fire him. Right. Because uh, Wall Street Journal is owned by Murdoch. And uh, to Murdoch's one and only credit, he actually didn't stop it. Uh, he do probably or do not. There is no trial. <laughs> didn't give much of a shit. Uh, and so the article came out, at least, I mean, this, the, they probably would have collapsed under their own weight, but I read the book um, that was written by the guy who wrote the Wall Street Journal article. Mm -hmm. So uh, according to the book, it was the one and only thing that took down Theranos was his article that he wrote the book about. Oh, good thing he did it. Yeah. Um, the documentary, the, the, the climax, uh, when they're taking down Elizabeth Holmes, they're interviewing the CEO of Fortune magazine, and that's how you know she crossed the line, is he's talking <laughs> about Elizabeth Holmes, like, how could you lie to me? I run Fortune magazine. You're just some other rich lady now. Suck to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> it's just so unrelatable like all of these people's lives are completely unrelatable and then that this guy's crying you're just like is, is does he right, have a right, box right, right. <laughs> <laughs> what well, does I, I would like to say george schultz is um he's credited as defeating communism and uh he was then defeated by capitalism 
first they think you're crazy, then they fight <laughs> you, and then all of a sudden you change the world. Um, I've also heard on uh, Good Standing that his grandson Tyler is a snack, <laughs> <laughs> which I have a hard time identifying, but I'm uh, just sharing the information now. Yeah, he was quite a snack, wasn't he? Yeah, he's got a, a jaw or something, but oh, he yeah. also has this weird like blue blood type uh, uh, mannerisms, a way of speaking. Yeah. He's got a blue blood nanotainer. <laughs> to the point where even this guy who like helped bring the company down, you're like, there's something off about you too. Right, right. There's something off about everyone here. Well, it's like he, one of the things he said is like, you know, I'm trying to like salvage my, uh, my grandpa's reputation because I don't want, he's really old. I don't want Theranos to be the thing that like, you know, really sullies his reputation. It's like he was Reagan's secretary of state. He loves <laughs> daddy Iran Contra. Yeah. <laughs> he just wants his love so badly. Yeah. <laughs> the better, like the better whistleblower was that woman who wrote to the CMS. I thought. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. who? Um, the she, like Chung. Chung. Yeah. Oh, right. And she was friends with Tyler. Apparently. Well, I noticed that this lady that didn't have a deep voice, no none of us can remember right now. Just oh. a coincidence. Yeah. Well, yeah. if she had a deep voice, it would have been confusing because there was so much Elizabeth Holmes. Do her. <laughs> <laughs> well, like her. Okay, her, maybe we'll just get to her. Oh, I, uh, I mean, I don't really Either. have much about oh, okay. her. Wow, well, she, you have nothing about the women, Andy. She was wow, being, Andy. No, she was being threatened. I mean... Oh, let me make up for that, then. Okay, okay. go for it. She was being threatened uh, and harassed by Theranos lawyers for a while, too. Right. Yeah, yeah. The, and eventually, um, she decided, like, you know what? I'm going to be a whistleblower, too, and wrote an email to the the local regulatory authority, right. the CMS. Oh, yeah. The right I forget, people. I forget that what that stands for. Um... Creamy, Mandy, sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Consumer medical, sweet. Whatever services. First uh, they think you're crazy, then they fight you, and then all of a sudden you change the world. Cover my shelf in your blood. <laughs> well, that email led to kind of like one of well, it was like the death knell almost for for Theranos, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, uh, well, I mean, in my book, it was John Kerry's article in the Wall Street Journal that was the death knell. Uh, for it a functioning or at least for free using press oh you know again. what it was a death knell for using edison in and walgreens oh, and, in right. walgreens, right. walgreens i think yeah oh nice it didn't bring down the company but that was it like, dissolved that contract which was their main revenue at that point i think yeah so it's like we're also what other contracts do they really have after that right also the first they fight you drop that's from uh after the article comes out mm-hmm. and then everyone's pulling their money out of theranos and so she goes on mad money with jim kramer and uh First they think you're crazy, then they fight you, and then all of a sudden you change the world. That's what happens when you try to change things. And Jim Cramer's like, Sal, Sal, Sal. Yeah. Jim Cramer's actively snorting cocaine while he's asking her. <laughs> he's like, sounds asking great. Her buy, about her buy, contracts. Buy, 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 buy. <laughs> he's like, yeah, tell me about Walgreens. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the vagueness of her pitch never changes, and that probably is yeah. the comedic underline of this whole thing. Is when she's yeah. selling the company to begin with. There's a there's a line in in her pitch that's like the chemistry reactions react chemically, leaving a <laughs> yeah. signal to more cells which are chemical. Yeah, there's also a through line of just like people with just the slightest amount of like chemistry or medical knowledge mm-hmm. who are working with her, and they'll be like. She doesn't seem to know what she's talking about. And then they'll tell her bosses, and her bosses will be like, she's great. She's an innovator. Yeah. <laughs> she has a turtleneck, and I'm scared her, of her. <laughs> her, like, comically, quote, comically, like, misinformed way of description of it. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, uh, like, 
the box does chemistry or something to yeah. <laughs> to the nanotube. You know how the, the takeaway a lot of people had from the Trump election was that if you just never apologize, you can never be wrong. Right, right. <laughs> the takeaway from uh, her rise to power is just if you keep repeating the words change the world, people will just assume you're right. Yeah. <laughs> It is, it is funny that James Mattis, he went from this clearly fraudulent company and then, uh, you know, cleaned up his act to go work for the Trump administration. And uh, so that was a and then Henry Kissinger, of course, uh, I don't know, he went back to genocide, whatever he was doing. Um, so uh, Sonny gets to develop a floating chair. Elizabeth uh, breaks up with Sonny and then fires him. Not sure which one comes first and then uh, tries to save the company by saying, oh, but we'll still develop a thing. And then in 2018, the whole company just shut down entirely um, and uh, shuttered its boards. And since then, um, she's still about to uh, go to trial. She hasn't gone to trial yet, but she is being charged with wire fraud, uh, her and Sonny, among a bunch of other things. And uh, But good news, she's engaged to a young stud who's the heir of what, what? What's the thing? hotel? He's a hotel heir. He's a hotel heir, and they went to Burning Man. Oh wait, because <coughs> she broke up with Sonny and fired him. Yeah, yeah. So she decided to no longer date older guys, and now she's dating younger guys who take her to Burning Man. That's a double breakup if you're broken up with and then fired. Yeah, yeah. And then you know, and he's probably like, oh, I never took her to Burning yeah, Man. Yeah, someone needs to take him to Burning Man. Yeah. <laughs> and the worst thing about this entire thing, similar to the Firefest situation, is that we're fucking celebrating these goddamn failures and not pointing them out for the terrible piece of shit they are, which is the sad reality that uh, a white failure is a media success. And it's fucking bullshit, because now they're going to make a movie about this Elizabeth Holmes Theranos situation, and Jennifer Lawrence is Elizabeth Holmes, and Sonny Belwani, I just checked this, Aziz Ansari is going to be playing him. And That is not true. That's completely true. There's no way That's this right. is true. Yes, and the fact that our audience and Alex are excited about this only further proves my point that celebrating these goddamn anti-heroes is ruining society and rotting people's brains. You're lucky your apartment has no signal. <laughs> Can't check any of those. I'm sure there are more qualified Indian actors to play Sonny. Yeah, they could get Randy. Yeah, I love that guy. <laughs> He's never been rude on a date ever. He's only rude in his jokes. He's a generous lover. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a scene in the movie. Come on, Andy. Sonny Balwani is uh, swimming around looking for the pussy, looking for the pussy, looking for the pussy. <laughs> I was going to say where he pitches a, a new aspect of the Edison called the claw. <laughs> yeah, like the thing that he did. I like yeah. Alex's like the sex funny. thing. Yeah. yeah, the swimming in the in the hot tub made me laugh more. Uh oh, he has to eat that shit underwater. Yeah, I hope they go to jail. Yeah, I yeah. do too. <laughs> um, I hope they also. I kind of hope that movie fails. She can run the jail. Do you think she'll run the jail? <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think uh, after one day of, I noticed that. You are individually shackling people, but if you take their blood, you can control them from their mind. <laughs> First, they don't listen to you, and then they try to fight you, and then you run the jail. Suck it to me. <laughs> well, I wish them the best of luck in hell. Um, do we have anything else? I'm out of stuff. I, I finished my notes. That's where the movie ended, so I don't have it. I just want to say, movie, not that good. Yep, I agree. Listen to this podcast instead. You don't need to follow up now. Yeah. 
Also, we have way less ads than the. Uh, we have no ads. Then, well, for well, now, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll get. Andy is going to make a uh, Taylor Swift Bad Blood version of the Elizabeth Theranos Bad Blood situation. So look forward to that, ladies and gentlemen. If you enjoyed this podcast about Theranos, you'll love Blue Chew, a <laughs> pill you can take over the counter, makes you as hard. <laughs> As the financial regulations around blood in America. <laughs> I think that's everything. And with that, this is from Grub Stickers. I'm Yogi Paywall. I'm Andy Palmer. Steve Jeffries. I'm Sean McCarthy. Thank you very much. New episode. Oh, wait. Do you have anything to plug? <laughs> yeah, listen to my podcast, idiots. <laughs> I'm on uh, Pod Damn America and Ballin' Out Super if you wish this podcast was about Dragon Ball instead. <laughs> First they think you're crazy, then they fight you, and then all of a sudden you change the world. I'm Sean McCarthy. Dan O'Tainer. <laughs> Want to go first? I think absolutely. I think the promise of technology is that we can make access to basic infrastructure and in many cases to more advanced infrastructure than is even currently available today in developed economies available to people who are the most in need in the same way that cell phones have leapfrogged over the lack of landlines in so many places. And I think the the promise of Silicon Valley and these places in the world in which there's so much creativity is that we can uh, demonstrate that there are models for doing well by doing good. Look, I know that we all have numbers in this game. We're supposed to just forget that we make people die. But when it hits home, it, it's hard. Don't cover your little breasts with some bubbles. Excuse me, I'm Detective Harrison, Conway Police. Oh, shit. Uh, yeah, I wasn't touching her in a bad way or anything. Yeah, it's just...